0: watch
2: us on youtube listen on your favorite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast lester till i die
0: subscribe like follow and join in now
3: strap yourself in because we're set up switched on and ready to go
0: Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.
1: Right, Chris. All right, how the devil are we all? Welcome along. It's sloppy seconds time and <laughs> I couldn't wish for two more... Two more better gentlemen to have sloppy seconds with than the two that are joining me this evening. The Statler and Waldorf of Leicester Till I Die TV. And uh, if you don't know who they are, ask your parents. Any fans of the Muppets will know. Or I suppose you could also say the Chuckle Brothers. um I know you thought that the Chuckle Brothers were actually Soyuncho and Evans to me, to you, to me, to you. But apparently not. Apparently not. Anyway, I've got to say, big, big high up and a big, big, big high up. A big high fives, big up, whichever way, Turf Morehouse TV. Daniel, my YouTube son is in. He's he's actually still live. Um, God be honest with you, sometimes I look at him and I think, you're half dead. But no, he's still still going live covering the Derby West Ham game. Uh, No spoilers, but West Ham are winning 2-0. Yes. Uh, Although, having said that, had we drawn them, I would have wanted Derby to win. So, we're going to have a bit of fun tonight. I know, the Leicester channel. Uh, First of all, also, of course, earlier on, in case you missed it, it's Blackburn Rovers or Birmingham City. So, an interesting draw there, but we are at least playing at home. Um, And I'm not going to say that this person likes to play away rather than play at home, because I might get into trouble, but let's bring him in. You know him. He does the previews with me. he's, He's the older woman's totty. Let's bring in Craig. Good evening, sir. How the devil are you?
2: I'm good, thank you, Chris. Um, yeah, the older woman's Totti. I assume you mean the uh, Francesco Totti, the footballing Italian superstar.
1: Of course. You have yeah. your Italian looks and mannerisms, you know, mm. um, come, come out.
2: Uh, Birmingham <laughs> or Blackburn? Not a bad draw? Yeah. No, not bad. I mean, firstly, you want to be at home, didn't you? Um mm. It would have been nice if we'd have got Bristol City, I think, to have uh, Nigel back. but um... do, you, do you know what?
1: I was thinking that, but I, was gonna, I didn't because I know he's under a lot of pressure there at the moment. Mm. Uh, Anthony that comes in and does the show sometimes with me is a Bristol City fan. He lives in Bristol and I wouldn't want it to be us that got Nigel the sack. Yeah. Okay. In, Good point. Uh, yeah I mean
2: but, if uh you know if Birmingham can get through that'll be a nice, fairly local derby as, as local as we get these days, I guess, so uh, yes, we yes. dispatch Warsaw, we'll just work our way through the West midlands, <laughs> yeah, well, we're avoiding the East Midlands at the
1: moment, yeah, yeah, um i I suppose Leatherhead is somewhere we should avoid as well, maybe because especially especially if you want a bounty bar, it's not the place to go. Dave,
3: good, good evening. What ah. is all this oh, bounty, Bob? Bob, 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 Bob. dreadful <laughs> stuff. Good evening, boys. Good I, evening, I tell you what. I tell you what, Craig. If I shut my eyes, you sound like Brad, about thirty years on.
2: Oh, thanks. That's uh, that's great. <laughs> <I know. laughs> At least I, don't I know, know whether whether that's saying, a compliment, Brad. or not? I know. Well, well so I, I didn't yeah. think about it either
3: way to be honest with i said it. it's just yeah i thought <laughs> bloody old brad's coming how's he getting here well wow. um, you've
2: been called worse craig haven't you i i have yeah usually by you chris it's it's true. True. <laughs> this is true this is and what true.
3: you're talking about nigel just made me remember back to some facebook times when pearson out was the uh, headline all the time by the fans wasn't it everybody it was, wanted well, pearson it. to go I mean, it's ridiculous.
2: Usually, any, any manager, you know, we're, we're a fickle bunch. Mm, you know.
3: We are, aren't we? We are. Yeah. I, I don't get why. I say years and years ago, I remember sitting in the double decker with, and we had this old couple behind us every bloody week and they just moaned all the way through. And I, at the end, I just, why do you come? Why do you bother? <laughs> you know, what's the point? I mean, we all have our moan at times or groans, but they never stopped. And this was the days of Weller, Worthington, Garland—you know all that lot—and you think,
2: Mm. God,
1: if you look up, if you look up, football fan in the Oxford English Dictionary, it just says fickle. Yeah, Mm. that's the thing. Well, we're going to find out how fickle you two gentlemen are this Mm. evening. Mm. Um, We have room one hundred and one, and if anybody. Knows it from, from the TV show Basically there's going to be five categories Um Both Craig and Dave are going to um give me somebody that fits into that category And I have to pick the one that I want to put into the bin uh, I've got to be honest with you Knowing the categories, I've seen them that are coming up There's some very, some very, very tight decisions But it is down to Dave, it is down to Craig to um convince me that their choice is the one i should be putting uh in the bin um told you bro you're a sucker for punishment this is the second show you've been on with me today but thank you very much for coming back so um tonight's show uh it is the first one so we are having a little bit of a uh see how it goes um evening um room 101 There's going to be five categories goalkeepers uh and i think that's when to say When craig knows me well um defenders midfielders striker and then there's going to be a very very interesting wild card at the end um but are we ready to go guys
2: i am indeed yep
1: so we're going to go with craig first simply because it's alphabetically correct um and we're going to start with goalkeeper. Now, mm. I don't know whether I was in your mind when um, <laughs> when, you, when you picked this player. And I've got to be honest with you, I could not find one picture of him on the internet <laughs> in a Leicester top. Mm. Um, and I think that probably kind of sums it up. But it's this gentleman, Zoko Kalix, that was going to win
2: the playoff final for us. Well indeed. And I'd just like to say before before we get into this, so I've not done this purely on footballing ability. There's other other reasoning no. has come into uh into my choices because I mean it's rare that somebody has played for Leicester over a, a number of games and, and been shocking in all of them. Um so there has been other factors come into play, and and, and I have a short list of Others I could talk about. I don't want to, if, if I'm going first, I won't necessarily name them because I don't want to tread on Dave's toes in case he comes up with one of them. But um, this was a fairly short list, uh, goalkeepers, to be honest. It was, it's it's difficult because we've, we've not had that many keepers who have only been here for a short period of time. Mm. And over a period of time, usually goalkeepers if they make howler after howler after howler they they're gone pretty quick anyway so we've not had that many but apart from giving me one of my my greatest moments or Kalach when he uh, when he came off the bench in the playoff final yeah uh, never touched the ball as as Claridge shinned one although he doesn't like people saying he shinned it now Um <laughs> No, now, now he's, now he's the, thinking
1: of the money that he gets. Exactly. Hinged
2: uh, yeah. it into the top corner in, in, mm. the, in the last kick of the game against uh, Palace. But apart from that, he didn't play a lot, but he did enough to put him in the all-time non-greats. Um, <laughs> I think he played, he probably only played two or three games. I think one of them, he, he let in three, and I think he threw two of them in. Um, I. The thing with it, the weird thing about, you know, sometimes keepers need their uh, to get confidence and, and play with the back four or whatever. He went on to have a pretty decent career, didn't he, in the Italian yeah. league. Yes. Um as uh, you know, as I as I am Totti, you know, I came up against him a few times in the in Serie A. And uh and he was yeah, he was Spider Kalach. Um but for us, I mean few appearances. Uh, but to be honest, he let in more goals than he had appearances. So if you've got a record like that as a keeper, I think you're on pretty dodgy ground. He played two games for us, allegedly. Um, mm. we, we, we actually
1: got him from... I didn't realise he was Australian uh, yeah. with a name like that. Um, we got him from Sydney United. He played two games, like you say, the second of which was uh, the playoff final, which he mm. never touched the ball in. Um. Oh, anyway, it says here. Actually, it says here three first-time appearances and then two in the chart. Yeah, one each in the league and league cup, and his final appearance as the substitute. Um, but I say he didn't even touch it. Um, he was supposed. To, he went to Wolves. Um, with fellow Australian Steve Corica mm-hmm. Um, he couldn't. He couldn't get a work permit. I wonder why. Um. <laughs> Yeah, and he went on, uh, well, he went back to Sydney United for 30 games and he ended up at Rode, Per Perugia, I can never pronounce that. Perugia. AC Milan, yeah. Perugia, that's it, AC Milan. I mean, he, yeah. was, he played 38 games there um, and he's now, he's, you know, he went on to become a manager. Um, mm. Northbridge Bulls he's at at the moment. Um, yeah. But, yes, I mean, it, that was a marvellous... Uh, comment
2: that he said to martin o'neill wasn't it go on, remind us all don't worry boss i'll win it for you <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because i was at that game and i do remember saying um i was i was convinced it wasn't going to penalties even when yeah. they were bringing him on for and it's easy to say it now but i was convinced i was telling him around me I just had this feeling it wasn't going to go to penalties. Uh, I didn't think it would be as dramatic as it was, but uh, I'm glad. I mean, he, he looked impressive in the goal, didn't he? I mean, he could have, wow. have touch both posts, I think. He was that big. Yes.
1: <laughs> he, he was rather tall, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, he had legs that kind of, if he was female, you would say went on forever and ever. Yeah. Six foot
2: eight inches, to be precise. Not he had a part-time the... job do, just doing the upper windows of houses, I think, because he didn't need a ladder.
1: <laughs> that is very true. Mm. Um, so you and you know my feelings on him. I mean, you know, I thought his his, his nickname was Dracula because he was scared of crosses. Mm. <laughs> I think in that League Cup game, I think we were ahead, and that he commit. That was when he committed two absolute blunders. Yeah, uh, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. <laughs> Um, well, you you have gone for uh, Mr. Karach. Yeah. Um Anthony says, is in good evening, Anthony. Can I put Brendan Rogers in room 101? No, but Arsenal have already been put in. Uh, <laughs> and it also says, uh, evening lads, has Jim Davidson put in <laughs> room 101
3: yet? <laughs> oh. Anthony, I- Anthony, I've still got this vision in my head of that uh, pause thing. Whatever it was sticking
1: out. Oh yes. Um, and <laughs> just I don't know if I've still got it. You don't oh. mean this one, do you? Oh god, yes. <laughs> oh, <dear>. Be careful <laughs> where you pause the video. <laughs> That's all I can say. It just it, it, it makes me laugh. So we have got now I've got to be honest with you, Soco Kalic, like I say. Craig knows my feelings about the, the big man. I was surprised with your choice here, Dave. I've got no chance, then, have Never really. Anyway, well, explain. No, well, <laughs> this is your moment. This, this okay. Is your moment okay. To, to explain, I I, uh,
3: I did this, as you know, I did it fairly quickly, didn't I? Yeah.
0: Um,
3: and I did it just based on instinct, gut feeling from over the years. I didn't do it on stats or anything like that, but. Yeah. Ian Walker came to us uh, the second year of Peter Taylor, I think, maybe 2001. Yeah. Um, few million from Spurs. I think he he had an half decent season for Tottenham. He was in the England squad. Um, he was unfortunate with Zola's goal, I think. In the was it the World Cup or Euro Euro mm-hmm. playoffs or mm-hmm. something? Whatever. Um, so he's and he's also unlucky that he was in that relegated team. 2001 2, where we probably had about four or five managers. Um, and I think we only got five wins that year anyway, something like that. Um, but I was surprised when we signed him, I thought, oh, well, that's okay because I think he was replacing Tim Flowers. Um, Mm -hmm. and who was the reserve keeper, Simon Royce? I think they, they yes, he was coming in for. Um, but you know, England International, he thought, well. That's how we got tim flowers perfect
1: mm-hmm. and
3: then i was playing cricket in chobham in surrey and we mate of mine i was playing with as a bolton fan um and i kept it was the first time i'd had this text thing on my phone and it kept pinging and i was driving people nuts and it was one two three it was bolton at home five nil, and, and my mate was ecstatic they'd only just come up that year yes, yes. and so and I didn't go to games so much then because of the cricket, but it was horrendous. Um, And he got relegated. There was this famous game against Villa, wasn't there? Was that his second term in the Premier League with us where he threw a couple of balls in and we lost 3 or 4 nil, and he got hammered. Um, But he seemed to be okay in the Championship. And when we came back up, you thought, you know, that's going to be all right. Mm. But he, he was um, a Gary Sprake of goalkeeping. And what everything that tells you, you cannot be a Gary Sprake or a Benetti. may I dare I say. You know, brilliant saves one minute and then howlers the next because people forget the brilliant saves. And all I remember is <laughs> his attitude um, wasn't great and his, um, his general performance was pretty poor when he came to us. And it was almost like he was. I mean, he was kicked out of Tottenham, obviously not good enough. Um, lost his place in the England team. Although, again, ironically, in the championship, I think he got back in the England squad. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I just found it poor. Uh, and I don't think we saw anything like what we should have done from him.
1: Two and a half um, million rising to three. Uh-huh. Um, the Probably fact that rise. it was a the fact that it was a piece Taylor tailor and immediately uh, works in your favour, Dave. <laughs> no, to be honest with you, <laughs> I think Craig I, would I,
3: agree. I Isn't actually it? interviewed his daughter on the radio. She was Miss Surrey. Um, <laughs> Sophie, yeah, she was a lovely girl. So that almost stopped me from doing it. But It's like quite Craig,
2: ironic because he caused us a lot of Miss Surrey. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> i well, no, she en- she one, enjoyed
3: the time one. in Leicester, but I don't think uh, her Dad did.
1: Uh... <laughs> that one, I've got to be <laughs> honest with you mate, that was that was good. That get, gets one of these. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that
1: gets get It's funny work. um
2: the one thing I remember about Ian Walker was when um somebody came out of the crowd and um oh. Yes, and and uh, and basically took umbrage with his performance, I think. And he, uh, I don't know, did he did he throw him to the floor or something? But yeah, I, was, I do remember not, that incident. It was that, not was, that was, it was against
1: pleasant. Aston Villa. that. Uh, I've right. yeah. uh, got this highlighted. 31st of January 2004. He conceded five goals in 18 minutes. So Bolton oh, no. got really a hat trick, I think. Walker put up such a poor display in the match that he was confronted by a Leicester fan who ran onto the pitch, telling him politely, I think they've I think they put the yeah. clean version on here, he didn't think it was he was fit to be a premiership player. Yeah. Um he also scored a bizarre own goal against Bolton Wanderers to give them a 1-1 draw at Leicester. Oh, he comfortably yeah. saved Kevin Davis's shot, but they lost grasp of the ball and it called over the goal line. And of course. I, I remember that 5-0 against Bolton because, like mm. you say, they'd just come up and I was down the park with my four children and, like you say, it was my phone was pinging and I'm like, oh, we've got an equaliser. Oh, no, we haven't. It's 2-0. Ping. We've got one back. No, not. It's 3-0. <laughs> I, just, I could not answer it anymore. Um, it, he – I mean – he pledged to stay at Leicester despite the relegation in the 2003-04 season, but we couldn't afford to offer him
2: a new contract.
1: But guys, do either of you think that he was better than Tim Flowers?
2: No. No, no. I wouldn't have said he was better than Tim Flowers, no. Um, no I mean, no both way. of them we had, we, we, we both of them had both of them at the... Uh, at the latter ends of their career i think it's fa- it's fair to say we we were never a big enough club to be attracting keepers really on the way up were we no
1: i liked, i liked
2: tim flowers i thought he was a decent mm. stopper mm. i remember. had um i had i had a couple of others on my list mm. um that i remember uh, very unfoldly. Had... um i had uh, ron robert zela oh yes <laughs> yes and uh, and going back a few more years, Martin Hodge.
3: Oh God, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, Martin I Hodge can't remember how name. bad he was. Was he bad,
3: Martin Podge.
2: Well, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't great. And I, I, I just again, like you, I've um, just going on instinct of, of vague memories. I can't remember yeah. ever thinking, "Wow, we've got a keeper on our hands here." And another one we got towards the end, and the yeah. only other one who who came on my sort of shortlist was uh, was Ben Hamer. Who wasn't? Um, oh yeah, yeah. Wasn't he he was perhaps a bit
3: player. unlucky. I don't know. Was he? I, yeah, I thought potentially. Kev, he had a lovely okay. beard. So yeah, true. Kevin Pressman. Do you remember yeah. that?
1: Well, I was. A, that was going to be the one I was just going to add, because yeah. we got him not so much. Well, yes, it was probably at the end of his career, but it was certainly after he stopped his diet. Yeah, <laughs> you talk about a Spider Callich, filled you know, being able to do that and fill mm. the goal up. I think he filled the goal up just by uh, which,
3: which goalkeeper scored scored against him? Can you remember at, at uh, Field Street or wherever it was? King Park, the um, the, the opposition goalkeeper scored against him and it, it looked like he was in slow motion. Was it Sheffield yeah. Wednesday? Was that the game where it all went wrong and we got relegated into? League One, or oh, that was the end
2: of. Could have been. I mean, we so must so have thought. Have got gages, wasn't we, it? We, we must have thought quite a lot of him, though, because we we um we kept Conrad Logan on just to to to, to make his shirts fit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, poor Conrad! Conrad and Ben, two goalkeepers that probably warm the bench more than than Danny Ward was doing. Yeah. Do you know what? If one of you had gone for Kevin Pressman, I think it would have been an, an easier decision. Um, you know, you know what I think about uh, Kalach, um, our friend Spider. Um, oh, apparently, it was or Brad's in uh, Andy Longer and Preston keeper scored past Preston. Ah, Preston,
3: nice. that's right. Yeah. Nice was work, he on loan
1: Brad. by any chance, Brad? Oh, I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> he doesn't like loan deals, Craig, he does Brad. Mm. Um, yeah, you know what I, I, the thing with with but with, he did go on and have a decent career. Like us say, AC Milan, who were quite, you know, yeah. big at the well, obviously still are big. Um, and I do I do love him for his comment. Don't worry, boss, I'll I'll win it for you. Um but Ian Walker, I mean, to let in five goals twice. Is. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mutt delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
0: The Talksport fan network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
1: Yeah, you know, I ask you a bit of, you know, you've got to be quite bad to do that, haven't you? Um, the the Ralph Harson
2: of uh, of goalkeepers. Yes,
1: indeed. Um, he did, um, and he did, and he did upset the fans so much. They say somebody actually had to run on the pitch to confront him. Um, didn't we have? Didn't we have? Um, You know, nets up in those days, didn't we have fences or whatever?
3: No, they'd gone then.
1: Had they? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Right, right. I was going to say, because that must have been, he must have been really beat off if he'd taken Mm -hmm. a pair of wire cutters with him to Mm -hmm. get to the fence. (laughs) Um, But I think, I thought this was going to be easy with, with Kalach, but the fact that Walker was an England player, albeit for four games. He was so. I'm I'm afraid, well, I'm not afraid really because they were, they were they were both awful, but I'm going to have to put Ian Walker into room one hundred one, and there he goes. So I surprised myself with that one. Um. But Ian Walker, but you were very close, obviously, with Kallach there, Craig.
2: No
3: nice wrong. to be able to surprise yourself sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> it
1: is, it is.
3: <laughs>
1: um, right, we now go on to defenders. Now, <laughs> um, we do. will Craig be able to pull one back here? Mm. I forgot. I literally forgot about this guy. <laughs> it even existed. Um, I suppose he is to defenders what uh, Ian Walker was to goalkeepers, Mr. Mattock. Do fill us in, Craig.
2: Yeah, um, Joe Mattock was another of those. Uh, well, uh, he was a bit of a homegrown, I say, talent. Um, mm. that he'd come it's, through the ranks, I think, and to be honest. He wasn't that bad a player. The reason that I've chosen him over over some of the others that I, I, I might briefly mention uh, after Dave's had his pick, mm. um, is the fact that he was one of these players who thought the um the grass was greener on the other side, yeah, uh, on the other side of the Midlands. And he thought that for for his um career, a move to Wolves, I think, was uh, yeah was the best option.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: he uh, he basically buggered off to Wolves, uh, saying that they were a much be- better club, much bigger club, much better prospects. And he went off over there. Fair enough. Yeah. But then he was still living at home in, in Weston, and uh, the clever chap decided to go out in town. I think the, uh, a few nights after he moved, and he he basically slagged the club off. And then thought it would be fun to go out in town, um, where surprisingly enough, there was a few Leicester fans who who uh, didn't take kindly to him uh, slacking uh, the club. <laughs> but apparently, he continued to do it in the in the bar or wherever he was, and it ended up in a in a big fight. And uh, again, more more bad publicity. We had, we had a lot of bad publicity around that time. I think we had yes. enough going, on. but um, but mainly, so this is one of those. I've got a couple of players in like this, but this is mainly for his off the field antics. And, uh, and he, way, he, uh, I don't—I haven't got a problem with anybody moving on, but don't slag off the team that gave you your chance yeah. in the first place. Especially <laughs> when you're still in, living locally. <laughs> exactly.
1: Um Did he? Am I thinking of somebody else that had a bit of trouble
2: with um, a, a, a lady? I don't. I think I think you're thinking of Dave.
3: <laughs> so we all have to lady.
1: I know Dave, he's banned on Facebook. I mean, you know, we, we know what he's like. No, I'm sure there was, I'm sure, I thought it was Matt that got accused of, um, unless, uh, you know. Oh, it no, might be.
2: I mean, he, he could be watching. If not, let's just, uh, you know, let, let's say it was him anyway. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't well, you he say doesn't, it was.
1: Obviously, doesn't say anything on um, on Wikipedia about that. That I can see. Uh, Oh, wait a minute. Um, Matick pleaded guilty to a charge of affray on. Oh, we go. Let's just read it out fully. On the 2nd of September 2009, he was charged with assaulting four people in the Churchgate area of Leicester. In July 11, 2011, it wasn't that long ago, Matick pleaded guilty to a charge of affray. And on the 23rd of October, he was sentenced to 10 months in prison suspended for two years in order to complete 150 hours of unpaid work and pay 1500 pound costs so maybe i am thinking of somebody else but there's mm. somebody that i think w- was was causing an afraid with a lady um mm. i thought it was i thought it was mattock uh i think it was another it was another somebody like him i thought it was longer it was further back than that but indeed you're right i mean he, he spent He spent um, three seasons with us, I think he was. Played 66 games, signed um, a contract extension, a three-year deal in twenty-two thousand and seven-eight season. We rejected a bid from an unnamed Premier League club in January 2008, which was later revealed to be West Ham, uh, who were still leading 2-0 into injury time. Following Leicester's relegation, Villa became interested in Mattock and then teammate teammate Richard Stearman. God, I've forgotten him as well. Mm-hmm. While Stearman left for Wolves in the July transfer window, Matta remained at the club for another year. He did, however, hand a transfer request in during pre-season but was able to secure a deal. However, he then got injured um, on the 6th of August while away on international duty. Matic was ecstatic when informed by his agent that West Brom and Jarby were interested in him. Eager to leave Leicester, he submitted his transfer request to Chairman Milan Mandrich. Um, the, manner, the manner in which Matic made the request influenced manager Nigel Pearson, who was, who was then manager. He signed a three-year contract with West Brom four days later for a free of £1 million, citing Richard Stearman as his motivation for leaving Leicester. The comment mm. angered many Leicester fans and was booed on his return. That um, oh, was it, yeah, West and Brom. Thought, not Wolves, yeah. yeah, but Stearman went to West Brom, so... Um, uh, well, yeah, Stearman went to Wolves, didn't he? Wolves, and, I mean, sorry, yes, Matic yeah, went yeah. To West Brom, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Matic was always average. Um, yeah, uh, Brad says the thought for West Brom. Yeah. Before I move on to Dave's, I'm going to ask you, Brad, guess, if you can put in the chat, guess who... Dave has put in for his defender. See how well you've been listening to our shows recently. Uh I I thought, I mean, look, again, looking at that shirt and what because I was wearing one of those the yeah. other night on the show. Yeah. I thought it was further back than than I thought it was like in the 90s, but
2: yeah. but no. No. Um he looked like he was gonna be a decent prospect. But then again, these young players that get their heads turned, you know, and in those days, when money was starting to become, you know, flowing a little bit more freely, um, Yes. then then they all think they are better he? than you.
3: Yeah, he's always been in trouble, hasn't he, on the pitch as well? Yeah, and all the clubs he's gone to, there's always been an issue. Not, you know, just his sort of a bit not ability, but generally mm. his attitude. Mm. So I, I think that kind of set him up for his career, really.
2: Yeah,
1: but well, they all like, seem to get he, clubs, don't they? They all seem to get clubs. Well, he's still playing. Mm. He's actually still playing for the hotbed of football that is Harrogate Town.
2: Mm. All right. Yes, I actually, now you mention that. I do remember him being mentioned, yeah.
1: Mm. Uh, When he was at West Brom, he went to Sheffield United on loan, Portsmouth on loan, Brighton and Hove Albion on loan, so obviously West Brom were pleased with him. Uh, He then Mm. went to Sheffield United – Sheffield Wednesday, sorry – He then played it 207 times for Rotherham uh, up until 2022. And like I say, now he is at um, Mm. Harrogate Town. But um,
2: yeah, it uh,
1: was England under 17 and
2: 21, but never made it. So before Dave reveals his then, I'll I'll just let you know who else was on my shortlist. Mm. Uh, I won't say anything else about them, just in case you've got what got got uh, one I'm of them and you can her. expand upon it. Uh, so my shortlist included um, Philip Benkovic, oh, Ryan yes. Bennett, oh, Ryan Bertrand, Johan Bell- oh. Beneluan, <laughs> Jimmy, Willi- Jimmy Willis, oh, and lovely, lovely Frank Sinclair. Of the own goals. I'm, I'm sorry, but
1: that. I've got to take, I mean, Bertrand, I mean, I, I, if he put Vestergaard, I could have probably, but Bertrand, in fairness, like, he looked all right when he played pre-season, he's just never played again. I mean, Vestergaard so has made himself knew.
2: available to play.
1: Yeah and Ben and Louisa, I thought he did <clears> quite <throat> well when we when he finally played for us but, uh, but um Jimmy
3: Jimmy Willis was a sort of a start of the Brian Little era wasn't he when yeah because yeah, you've got Tom him Coblet, yeah
2: you've got Gary Coatsworth
3: yeah well yeah, yeah.
2: down the yeah, there was a few of those we had a guy yeah. called Wayne Brown Wayne we had a Greg, few George,
3: yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, right. we
2: had a few a few old fashioned defenders shall we say did. I had
3: I had dinner with Frank Sinclair once, coming back down the motorway from a Leicester game. So yeah. it miffed us off that he obviously still lived in London and couldn't be asked. He yeah. grunted as he got his McDonald's, which I didn't think was good nutrition anyway for a, <laughs> a, a, an own goal scoring fullback yeah. or whatever he was. Um, and I don't think he could touchly put a sentence together. So that that surprised me when I saw him as a pundit.
2: He's, he's now managing a team. Well, and Dave, I mean, have you seen some of the other pundits?
3: Well, good point. Yeah, and that was <laughs> yeah. going
2: to be in one of my lists,
3: but Chris stopped me from doing it. How
2: oh, did he? Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, we, we weren't going to do pundits. Changed the rules? Oh yeah. yes, we, yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've got to say, and I'll move on before anybody says Julian Watts because he, exactly. <laughs> he's obviously a, a representative yeah. on the channel, and he, he's yeah, all right. Dude. He's a good player. He's a good yeah. player. He was all
2: right. Um, Julian.
1: Yes, you did. Guess what? Brad has correctly guessed it right. (laughs) He has guessed it right.
3: I don't see what the argument is on this one. I really don't. It's quite simple. Um, I mean, I've never seen a defender make so many individual errors um, in the Premier League, not just ordinary errors, simple basic ones, bad touches, poor judgments on tackles, um, giving the ball away in bad positions, you know, and playing too deep, not aware of attackers coming on him. I mean, just the whole thing. I mean, he's he'd be a decent midfield player because he's, he's when he puts those three balls in, when he finally does it instead of going backwards, it, they're good. But as a defender, with so many errors over the last couple of years... I just can't see how he's been kept did, in the side. Did we
1: not sign him as a, defense, as a midfielder? Well, I th- a
3: midfielder, I thought, yeah. Um, but because we got no defence in the last two well, or three years, yes. he's yeah. come in and done it. But I just think... I mean, he, Would
1: he that was be his play- fault, then, do you think?
3: Well, pers- individual errors are his fault. Playing in the back four isn't his fault. And actually, to be fair to him, I think I said to you on one of the shows... He was starting to play okay, um, but he can't help himself sometimes. He's another Frank Sinclair type, you know. Just the ball gets stuck under his feet, or he doesn't see a defender when he's passing the ball back, or sorry, an attacker, or he doesn't control it properly. I mean, it's just you always know something's going to happen. Um, you know. One thing I mean, I'd say,
2: in, uh, one thing I'd say in, in in his in his defense, Dave is. He wasn't a Brendan Rodgers signing and I don't think anybody would have bought him for uh, to put in a back four to play out from the back because it's clearly not his game, no. but, but he's been forced to do it. Yes. Yeah, but
3: he when he does play out, I, I think if he plays the ball out, he can put a good pass in. Mm. But I think the trouble is he's always looking to go backwards. And he, he sort of passes it short, then runs back towards the goalkeeper, and gets it back and passes, You know, and
2: I don't think it looks he looks like confident that
3: Yeah, well, possibly, but he doesn't look confident. He doesn't look natural. No, and he he makes those silly little schoolboy errors, which you know, any teams that we've played in, probably you'd, you'd bollock your defence if he did anything like that. Uh, I think it's a shame because he he gives hundred percent, but it's not. You know, it's just not good enough for the Premier League.
1: Well, well, that's, uh, um, I mean, I've just looked on the lcfc.com website and they have actually got him under defenders.
3: Yeah, they've changed that.
1: But then again, in fairness, they have got Perez under strikers. So, (laughs) you know, we
3: know. They should change that
1: yeah whoever, whoever puts that together has no knowledge of football whatsoever uh jeff thanks for popping in um enjoy your breakfast uh, full english or full malaysian if it's a full malaysian what uh, what does that involve black pudding by any chance um like i say though it's i thought when we first got him that it was a, as a midfielder um I know we've, we've used him at right back, which he's awful at. I don't think that is his position at all. But, you know, who would have ever thought that you would have had an international player in Soyunchu that's not even sort of sometimes doesn't even get on the bench, and yet Amati is the first choice. He's better. I can remember, and I say this all the time when we talk Marty. The groan that came out for the Community Shield and we were just outside the stadium. We could hear the team being announced. And I know I was with Leicester fans because when they mentioned his name, the groan <laughs> that came up. Um, but uh, I, I, I think he's better than he was. I think he's, I think he's gained by getting some regular game time. Though know, he isn't the top quality defender. And we all know if Johnny Evans was fit... Daniel Marty wouldn't even get a look in, you know. Craig's <laughs> <He's> there, <laughs> putting his head
2: in his hands. Oh, but I'm, it, I'm not you... so sure about that. I'm not so don't sure. Do you
0: not think so?
2: I think Rogers loves him. Um,
1: Craig, what do you think?
2: Well, I know. I think he'd play Johnny Evans, to be honest. And mm. um, yeah, the less said about that, the better.
3: But don't forget, first game back after the World Cup, first minute was it into the game. Who made the mistake, and that's cost us dearly. Maybe if that goal hadn't had gone in, maybe we'd have been doing better. I don't know. It's all hearsay, isn't it? But it was a I I think there was. Mistake. I think there was a run
2: of games where he was our best defender, though, because everyone around him was was, yeah. was shocking. You know, well, that's, that is, that's that's yeah. That's, that's damning with faint praise. I do get yeah. that. Yeah. That um, is worrying. That is worrying. Yeah. Yeah. And as
1: Rai said. And again, I don't just don't know where the years are going, but I didn't think he was with us back then. But he was actually is a Premier
2: League winner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: You know. I mean, um,
2: player of the tournament at the African Cup of Nations. Mm. Wow. Yeah.
3: What in the field?
2: <laughs> no, ten and a half. Oh,
3: for God's sake. But then, yeah. <laughs>
0: That's Whatever just,
1: we say, just... we won't convince Dave Green. No, but <laughs> but
3: just... I, mean,
2: I, I hate slagging Leicester players off. Mm. I hate it. But...
1: Unless, he, unless he's call Daniel
2: Martin.
3: Does... I think that's
2: just managers yeah. asking him to defend and not and not yeah. be some ball-playing centre-half.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I would agree with that. But these people are supposed to know what they're doing. So mm. clearly they think he's a quality defender. I'm just saying, how do you make that many mistakes? Mm-hmm. Not not just the odd one off. Consistently mm-hmm. make that many mistakes and play in the Premier League as a defender.
1: I know. I, I think there's. I think that whether it's a case of well, you know, Le- Leicester play uh, fans have come to the conclusion that if we don't have a Marty, then we're basically, you know, struggling in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I still think he's probably a step up from Vestergaard. For the for the style that we play, um, but I'm going to put into room one oh one. We had um, we put Dave's in before, and Marty. You know what? I can't put a Marty in. Um, he's being asked to play that role, and I mean, he did have a bad start to the season, but that was Rogers playing him on the left, and you know, he, he no. I'm sorry, but um, I've got to go for the fact that he's pissed off so many fans and has haven't got the brains to realise that when you're still living in the county, it's not what you do. I'm putting Joe Mattock into room 101. Oh, if only we could throw them, away. Now, <laughs> Now we are on to midfielder. Now, I have a feeling that this is where, and I know, no, I don't have a feeling, I know, I I don't know which way I'm going to go. This one is, you know, the others I had preconceived, well, yeah, maybe that one. Yeah. I mean, I was changed with Kalach. Who's Who's one, going first here? No, you go first. I'll well, tell you what, let Dave go first. No. Uh, go first, feel, so
3: feeling the pressure, it, Craig, eh? Feeling the pressure, mate. <laughs> it'll
2: have to be Craig. It's just, again, because the... Just again, because I've got a few on my shortlist that I, I don't want to preempt. I'll go, for, I'll go first, Ben, if you'll... Hang on one second. You're, missing, you're messing me graphics. <laughs> up. <laughs> it's up to, it's up <laughs> to you,
3: boss. You I, I honestly...
2: I, you know, I thought I thought a professional host would go backwards and forwards, taking it in turns, wow. but hey. then I realised it was Chris. <laughs> um, look, look, it's C&D for Craig and Dave. That's the
1: easiest thing for me to work <laughs> out. There's no way to get everyone
3: 101 in.
1: Yeah, up until one half an hour before the show went live, I couldn't even get the graphics up. <laughs> yeah, wow. but, okay, look, all right. Well when you get older. I, it does, it does indeed. Um, as most things do. Um Dave, I'll let you go first with this one then. Okay. Junior Lewis, or as he's otherwise known, uh Master Taylor. <laughs>
3: Well, it's staggered to find out, and I, I did look into him a little bit. He's only he only played twenty five games for us. Is that 24 true? Twenty four
1: too many, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, but is that true? And he had five on loan to us before that, and I I couldn't believe that because to me it seemed like he played for too many years. Um,
1: Junior Lewis played for Leicester because we had him on loan to start with. Yeah, and he played five games. Yeah. And then he signed, he was here three years, he played 25 games, oh, that's and he actually scored a goal.
3: Well, he must have, must have gone out on loan after that when Peter Taylor left then. Um, oh, probably Taylor, yes. t- Taylor took him on loan with him, probably. But... Well,
1: Taylor brought him on loan from Gillingham, because Taylor had been manager there before he came to Leicester. Yeah. And then he did loan him out to Brighton, Swindon twice, and Hull. Right, and then, like you say, he just—he he had more tubs than Jack Nicholas at the end, well, didn't he? Well, I think they followed
3: each other around eight clubs or something like that. I just,
1: straight I think away, that's
3: on Peter Taylor, you know. Yeah, straight away makes you realise that nobody else likes him. Um, <laughs> but I, I just—I don't know what he was doing. He was a midfielder. He—he he,
0: he couldn't Allegedly. tackle.
3: He couldn't tackle. <laughs> he couldn't p- play the ball about. And I don't know how he scored the goal. I guess he headed it. I don't know because he, uh, he was quite a tallish guy, wasn't he? Um, and I do understand managers like players more. I mean, you had Brian Clough and John McGovern. Um, Warnock had a favourite goalkeeper, didn't he? Um, who was that? Anyway, and uh, Harry Redknapp had his had his favourites, Defoe and people like Peter Crouch, maybe. Um, so I understand that. But Junior Lewis was awful. Um, he couldn't play. He was out. I mean, we're talking about Premier League here, weren't we? Um, it was embarrassing. And not the fact he came from Gillingham, but to come from Gillingham and then start, I, I guess all his games that he played were at the beginning until he really got found out. And then Taylor was under pressure. pressure. Um, so he dumped him before he was sacked. So, yeah, to me, I mean, it's probably one of, mind you saying, one of the worst. I've also had a look at some of the others and I thought, bloody hell, this is tough, this one. But to me, personally, he was the worst.
1: Eight clubs he played with under Peter, well, he played with or coached with under Peter Taylor, because not only did Peter Taylor take him around every club that he managed, he then also went into management with him. Definitely, um blindly. definitely uh, his child <laughs> uh when the parents when the pair subsequently retired once again at bradford city the eighth club which is working with taylor uh he joined his coaches staff and uh, i mean in, in, you, i always say how popular or liked are players by their wikipedia page and there is a note on june lewis's the, um, wikipedia page Says club domestic league appearances and goals correct as of 6th of January 2012. So basically, nobody could be bothered to go in and update or change anything. Um, I mean, why? I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't see what the actual attraction of him was to Peter Taylor. I mean, we had a club that had finished what
3: seventh. Certainly in the top ten for three years on the trot, Mm. we'd lost uh, probably one of the better managers we'd had in history, and we get Junior Lewis. (laughs) You know, okay, I don't know whether we replaced um, Neil Lennon or tried to. Um, Lennon gone off to Celtic by then, I need to join. I don't think he could even
1: have replaced Robbie Savage. No, I mean it was just it was just
3: ridiculous um i understand replacing neil lennon wasn't going to be easy for
1: anybody but you know goodness me no i mean he's got to have been high up on your list as well i'm sure craig but i mean he always reminded me of uh who was the other guy that was that looked like him that always played for england cotton palmer he Palmer. Me Palmer, But he made Cotton Palmer look good. I mean, that's yeah. how bad he was. Um, I, I, It doesn't say how much we paid for him, thank God. Um, but, I mean, he went from Fulham, who are in the 90s, were probably sort of second or third tier, but he left them to go to Dover Athletic and then to Hayes and Hendon before first time linking up with Peter Taylor at Gillingham. But, yeah, that's uh, when
3: Dover went bust. Not long after that, didn't they? They, they were flashing the cash around for a while, and yeah. then uh, it all went wrong.
1: I don't know if they flashed the cash on Junior Lewis. I hope they kept the receipt. <laughs> <laughs> but we well, Junior Lewis is in one corner.
2: Crazy. So um, yeah, just before you bring mine up, then um, I I'd, I'd just run through those that were on my shortlist, and Junior Lewis was on my short list. <laughs> So to if yeah. he wasn't
1: on your shortlist, Craig, I would have been very disappointed in you.
2: Yeah, and to be honest, he's probably the one on there who is there um, for his lack of talent. The others who were on the shortlist were basically made up of people who were disappointing because I think we all thought we were getting a player and it mm. didn't turn out to be. So the others on my shortlist were uh, Adrian Silva, mm, yeah. who you know, who after waiting a year, turned up and then did barely nothing. Uh, Mark Draper, who again, I thought was going to be a great player and turned out not to be. And Gokhan Inla, who when we signed him, you know, at the start of the, the, the championship, uh, the league winning season, thought we were getting the Swiss captain, you know, great player. Turned out to be, he, he just didn't get the pace of the game famously lost his place to Kante and the rest as they say is history. Mm. Um but they all pale into insignificance alongside my choice. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Brad <laughs> I knew what was coming at pennies wise or we riot. The the poison dwarf
2: where do we start? Where do we start with uh, <laughs> Dennis Wise? Um, Take that I think, I think what, uh, what, what it showed was, you know, is that you can be, you can look like you're a decent player if you're in a decent team. And when Dennis Wise was at Chelsea, he was surrounded by good players who gave him options on the ball and all he did was basically half break someone's leg, win the ball, give it to someone who was much better than him. Yeah. When he came to Leicester and he got hold of the ball and he looked around for options to give it to, there were bugger all, to be honest. So he invariably just got caught on the ball, lost the ball. So his inability on the pitch is one thing, but that all pales into insignificance when it comes to his off the pitch antics. And, uh, Clearly, he, you know, he didn't want to be at the club, did he? It was a come down for him. You know, how we managed to get him to sign, I don't know what, what had gone on. Maybe, maybe you know, we'd promised that Junior Lewis would clean his boots or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, but clearly, you know, he just didn't want to be here. Didn't get on with anybody. He'd come from the bright lights of Chelsea surrounded by superstars. And all of a sudden he was at, at Leicester. Uh, and he was um hanging around with the likes of Callum Davidson,
0: who clearly was
2: a much better card player than him as well. Yeah. So obviously, for those I'm sure every Leicester fan knows the story, but I think it was one of those um foreign trips. I don't know if this was a la manga as well. Um, but it was definitely a foreign trip, um, preseason, and it all it all kicked off over a uh over a card debt, apparently, where he decided the best thing for team bonding would be to, to break Callum Davidson's jaw Um and then promptly got sacked for it. So, you know what? I think even if he'd been on, he'd been a fantastic player, I think if that's, if that's how you go around it. We know, you know, footballers have scraps or whatever. They all have moments. But he was just clearly someone who... Thought he was better than everyone else around him, and every time I've seen him on TV since, he's not changed my opinion of that at, at, at all. Someone How many times did you vote for him to do a trial in the jungle? Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I won't waste my money on him. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, I, he it's just, I just, just comes across as one of those people <laughs> who's just, just uh, you know, who, who thinks he's the business, but he's just a little shit.
1: I actually, as it happened, I, I'm I love YouTube and I was watching YouTube yesterday. The thing is with YouTube is it does take you down a lot of alleyways that you don't know yeah. you're going and sort of three hours later at two in the morning you are still watching some chinking ship or something that you that you clicked on. And I actually oh, think <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, so you get there. See what you did there. Um yeah. And I clicked on yesterday, and I ended up watching Vinnie Jones being interviewed on one of these American because there's about five or so American talk shows at night. It was a few years ago, but they were both at um, Wimbledon together. Yeah, and I think Vinnie Jones went to Leeds. I think it was, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And he, then he was, he was very, you know. Honest, and he went. Yeah, I was not a brilliant footballer. You mm. know, <laughs> there was nobody more surprised than me. You know, we had that team spirit at Wimbledon, and we won the cup. And then, you know, some of us got some big moves. They said that nobody was more surprised that you know these teams were coming in because we couldn't really play football. And I'm thinking, you know, that's the humility of a man. Mm. And I've seen him sort of when, you know, I've been to a quick Q&A with him. And, you know, he is like that in, in person. But Dennis Wise, he's just a prat, isn't he? I mean, you know, let's, let's just go through his career here at Leicester. Wise's time at Leicester was less successful and marred by controversy. He made just 17 league appearances scoring once against Liverpool and was sent home from a pre-season tour of Finland Mind they you, don't I suppose if I went to Finland, I I just wanted to be sent home. Um, in July 2002, after breaking the nose and jaw of teammate Callum Davidson, Wise, and this is this is what absolutely why I hate Dennis Wise. Wise was sacked by the club for serious misconduct on the 2nd of August. After which, Leicester went into administration. Surprised by the dismissal, really, Dennis, are you that sick? Surprised by the dismissal, he contacted the PFA and appealed against the decision. The Football League Disciplinary Commission later ruled that Wise had been harshly treated by Leicester and ordered that he be reinstated and given the maximum punishment of two weeks' wages, which was (laughs) about 70 grand, apparently. So he was on 35 grand Mm. a week, which in 2002 (laughs) is a lot of money. The tribunal's order led the club to launch an appeal against the decision, which we eventually won. But <coughs> there was no sort of oh, and I know he's, he's got his career to think about, etc., but there was none of this sort of shit lester, you know, or <laughs> in mean, the doo-doos. Uh, yeah. he was he would he was gonna take that money.
0: Yeah.
2: No, I just but
1: was this the time when we had the likes of Nigel Winterburn and Les Ferdinand, we we just seemed to go through a period where we became the Derby and Jones football club, if you like. Yeah, we didn't sign every player that was coming towards the end of the career.
2: Yeah, I don't think I don't think we had Winterburn. We had the likes of Koncheski, didn't we? I think for a period, um, you know, yeah, you're no, right. We we, we, had we Winterburn. Did no, we? I
3: don't. I, I, didn't, I can't remember that.
1: No, I can't no,
3: remember. No, Who's the other? Martin Keown. Sorry, Martin Keown. Oh, Martin Keown. Yeah, that was yeah, That went, yeah, well. Yeah. That went yeah. really well.
1: I think Mark oh. sums it up in a few words. Total <laughs> knob. Yeah. yeah. Now I, I can
3: I can see I can see no decision to make. <laughs> you
1: conceded, have
3: you? I, I I probably told you this, Chris. When I was at a game, we had tickets and. Uh, in the Keith Weller stand, mm. and um, there was a do-on, I think we took my mother for a birthday or something, and I went for a pee, and I walked down there, there's Dennis Wise sitting in one of the suites having dinner with that stupid agent of his, you know, monster, mm. monster guy. Yeah. Oh,
2: God.
3: And I, I said to the then acting chairman, I said, Dennis Wise is down there, what's he doing in the ground? So he got him kicked out, both of them, uh, to leave their dinner and, and go. Couldn't believe it, he was allowed to come in and just swan about as if he owned the place still.
1: Yeah. So, no, again, sorry, sorry, where did you say that was? That again, well,
3: that was in the in the when you go and have a meal and then, um, oh, at the club the game at the club, yeah, Leicester, oh, wow. you know, sort of nowhere else, just in our ground. <sighs> um, it was unbelievable. So, he keeps well, it, was anyway, a
1: little amount, he?
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I agree, S- straight in there.
1: It making my decision really easy for me. Yeah, yeah I mean, no problem. If, if it was on talent alone, I've got to be honest with you. You know, look Junior Lewis every day yeah. of the week, you know, but yeah. he is such a total and utter knob. Yeah, um, I've got I've got to put him into, into room 101. Well done, Craig. <laughs> oh, such an app um <laughs> gift there I think. Right, so we are on to strikers and uh we will do strikers he says straight after after this one I think if I can find it.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk sport powered by fans
1: indeed. Uh, I have to do that because I need to know where to put the advert in when I upload the podcast. Uh, we can, you can still find the same podcast, same place it is before, Spotify, Apple. Apparently, I am very, very big in Singapore, allegedly. <laughs> 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 I don't know why, but apparently the guy at talked sport the other day when he was doing my figures said, he's very big in Singapore. Now a, a lot of very... information
2: for something. I yeah, know. I think so. I think there's a lot of little men in Singapore.
1: Thank you, thank you. Keep
3: falling over them.
1: Yes, that's the last one of him that's going in the bin. (laughs) Well, well, let's stick with uh, Dave first, then for this one, and we'll come on to strikers. Now we're going back quite a way for yours here. um, uh, Yeah, yeah.
3: This this brings up a terrible year. A terrible year. I, I must say that there was another guy. Who I thought about initially, but uh, but this this year was so bad. Um, there's lots of reasons. We just got married and moved to Surrey, so all these Chelsea fans were goading me about Leicester and everything else. And mm. um, and then we took on Frank McClintock, who was a decent player for Leicester, um, yeah. and uh, you know seemed okay, could be a decent coach, and then. Well, it all went wrong completely wrong. You could name most of that team in room 101, it was that bad. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, Roger Davis at Derby was pretty impressive yeah. from memory. Um, he was scoring goals, he was he was scoring some good goals. I think he, I don't know, he, he didn't get that many actually for a strike, but he was probably.
1: 31 in
3: 114 games he got okay that's not too bad isn't it no um he went to bruges and scored a few goals for them bruges he got
1: 21 in 34 he was on fire at bruges
3: and then came to leicester yes um and (laughs) got something like five or six goals in however long he was with us i think he was with us for two years wasn't he
1: uh, uh, he
3: was with us, yep, yeah, seventy-seven to seventy-nine. Yeah, and he scored five or six goals, I think. And it, in fact, Leicester only probably scored five goals one year. I think um, one of them, I remember him scoring a penalty, <laughs> and mm. he got two goals in the in the next season. So, yeah, I don't know what happened to him after that. I think he went off to America or something like that. So, I mean, it was it was awful. It was an awful time to be a Leicester supporter, certainly in Surrey. It was an awful time to go and watch games. um, And we were just terrible. And he was our main striker. We relied on him to score goals. And we just didn't score any goals. I don't even know what we ended up with that year, goals-wise. But it couldn't have been many. Um, But it was just a terrible, terrible year. Uh, And it... Well, it was inevitable relegation was going to happen. Inevitable. And that was coming off, you know, what had been some glorious times, really, even though we hadn't won anything. But, you know, great football to watch. And we were we were served up this rubbish. It was embarrassing. Do um, you think that
1: that was Roger Davis's fault? Or again, was it down to... Yeah. The fact that we had Frank
3: McClintock as manager. No, I think, I mean, if you're a striker, you'd expect, even in a bad side, to get maybe, I don't know, a dozen goals, wouldn't you? But I I remember him falling over his feet and missing goals and missing, misheading. I mean, I might be doing him disservice because this is from memory, but it just seemed that he just couldn't couldn't do it. Mm. Um, And I think the fact he'd come with these... Great goal-scoring records, and at Derby he was a bit of a legend almost. Um, made it worse.
1: Well, I, th- but. I think you know it, it's like you say, twenty-one goals in thirty-four at Bruges was damning. You know, I think if you just saw that and not know who the player was, you know, and he was you know player for sale, you looked at it and you'd be thinking, oh, he's worth a look at. Uh, after us, he went to Tulsa Rednecks. Uh, sorry I, I lie, he went to Tulsa Roughnecks
3: uh, <laughs> Okay, <laughs>
1: 22 games, 8 goals Then he went back to Derby for a couple of years 22 games, 3 goals Then he went back out to Seattle Sounders
3: That's where he did well, isn't it?
1: Times and scored 32 yeah. and He then had a year during that At Seattle Sounders indoor I don't know what the difference is there But I'm obviously playing indoors Yeah, uh, it could be he went to – he played 18 times then for Fort Lauderdale Strikers. Um, I suppose he was hoping that he'd get a match. Strikers,
2: Ooh. match. Yeah, nice
1: good. question. Moving on, yeah. <laughs> moving on. Burnley, he, he went to Burnley uh, but never played for them. Then Darlington, Grizzly Rovers, and he ended up at Stappen Hill in 86-87. And then Wasn't he went it- he did have a bit of a management career at Ro- or Greasley
2: Rovers. Yeah. For, oh. yeah. but, um wasn't
3: yeah. Seattle the time when American football was suddenly starting to take off.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: and he was a he scored, a, what, every one in two, didn't he? Or something like that there?
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, scored a lot of goals there. Mm-hmm. And then played the indoor league. I think he couldn't stop scoring in it. I don't know how many games he played for them, but um, yeah. Seven uh, games, nine goals. Well, yeah,
0: not
3: yeah. bad. Yeah. So, but for Leicester, it was a dis- total disaster. Probably mm. one of the two worst strikers I've seen. I was before um, handover. I think uh, I was also going to look at um, Mark Bright, who accused Leicester fans of being racist, but. The view my view was, A, he was replacing Lineker, and B, he was crap when he was at Leicester. He that would
1: explain, rating. because I actually, <laughs> uh, I spoke to um, Mark Bright and invited him on the show. I think I was talking right. to you, wasn't I, Craig? Yeah. Um, and he actually he had the fairness to reply to me. And he went, look, Chris, my time at Leicester wasn't the most popular with the fans, so it's probably right. not the best thing for me to come on. Uh, and I didn't know, well, I don't think Craig was sure, but if, if he accused the fans of being racist, then, yeah. Well, he did. It, um, um but he didn't it, go down too well?
3: There's nothing racist about it. It was just that he was awful. And I mean, he scored against Everton, didn't he, ironically, first game of the season with Lineker playing. fantastic Runway. goal
2: outside of the boot yeah. into the top corner.
3: Yeah. yeah, and we thought, wow, this is it. Everyone taking the piss out of Lineker and... That was it,
1: I think. <laughs> and then he, he did go on and have a good career with Palace, I believe. Oh,
3: yeah,
1: he, he did. Didn't yeah. It? Yeah. So, there was something about him. Mm. Right, I, um... so, Dave, Well, you I'll... were going for Davis.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, just before you pull mine up, again, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't really argue against you, uh, Dave, from, again, just slightly before my time in terms of watching them and seeing them regularly. But I do remember the bits and pieces I saw. Yeah, he, he just—it was just one of those moves that just didn't work, did it? You know, everything went wrong. You know, he, he had absolutely, clearly no confidence at all and was scuffing this, that, and the other. Um I mean, I mean if you look at McClintock, all mm-hmm. right, he was a bad manager, but he bought some
1: again what you would say were probably decent players. In you know, enough they were at the back end of the career, yeah. but it's always the case that time of. Be careful what you wish for. And I always, yeah. quote, I always quote that and the Wickham result yeah. in the FA Cup. Yeah. And this one, yes, we weren't winning anything under, Frank, uh, under under Bloomfield, Jimmy Bloomfield, but mm. we were playing some decent football. Yeah. Um, fans wanted him out. Yeah, but what happened? Mm. Now, can I say... No, um, can I say...
0: No, before...
1: Sorry. Go go. No, go, Chris. Now, I was going to say, before you sort of say who your, your, your choice is, First picture I found of this guy was wearing
2: an England shirt, and I think it's really, really. Well, hold bad. on to it. Hold, hold hold on to that. Hold on to. Yeah. That. I just want to. I just want to mention a couple who who made the shortlist. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there wasn't many because you know most most strikers. You know, again, if you're not scoring goals, you're not in the team for for that long. Um, Unless you call. So the, the couple I had, um, Gary Taylor Fletcher. Uh, came to mind. Oh,
0: god, Um, yes,
2: as someone who, um, who who got the most out of the material that was in his shirt, shall we say? Um, (laughs) but again, got promoted with Blackpool, didn't he? Yeah, and the other one, the the other one who I would have gladly put into uh, room 101 after he, he finished playing for us, um for the reason that he continued to just score against us, was going to be Harry Kane, um, who was absolutely shocking when he came to us on loan, but then obviously went on to have a fantastic career and just cannot stop scoring against us. So, you know, I would gladly, gladly... Can I just say,
1: had you gone for Harry Kane, Dave yeah. could have packed up and gone
3: home.
1: <laughs> 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 you you it just, just for who he is. He would have gone in room 101. You missed your chance there, I'm afraid. You missed your chance.
2: Well, let's see how I do with this guy. Right.
1: Are we ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Trevor Benjamin.
2: (laughs) I
3: like Trev.
2: (laughs) Yeah, lovely guy. Um, Played for England, as you can see. He did. You know, to be fair, though, you know, we could all buy those shirts. Um, <laughs> oh that was harsh, that was very <laughs> cutting, but funny. <laughs> yeah, I again, you know, he was bought, wasn't he? He was bought as the next big thing, you know, he was gonna be some kind of superstar. I think we got him from Cambridge. We did. Yeah, yeah. pretty prolific down there, but for us. I mean he, he had a decent patch when I think we'd got relegated and he went down and he had a little a little mini patch of scoring a few but if you look at it, particularly his early career with us it was absolutely shocking the number of games he played without scoring uh, and again probably back then he would have probably been described as a modern day Roger Davis um just just couldn't really do anything you know his touch was shocking had no confidence in front of goal. You know, we'd create chance after chance after chance. And, you know, if it was like you could have moved the goal anywhere and he would have managed to have missed it. Um, he was just, from my memory and, and watching him play, just a striker who gave you absolutely no confidence that if you created a chance, he was going to put it away.
1: Did do you ever see that meme where the, the, the fans are behind the goal holding a load of arrows up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Along? Um, but I'm just having a look because there was another striker, um, and I can't think who it was, um, around the same time that moved just before we got Benjamin, and I think we got. You know, the, the bar off of the, of the deal, because they were yeah. the striker. I could be wrong. Um, it's very unlikely, obviously, you know, but I'm just looking here. Oh, God, is it Steve Claridge? Yeah, he, he played up front with
2: Steve Claridge, didn't he, at Cambridge?
1: Yeah, mm. I bet that was, that might have been the one. The mm. hell. hell.
2: Um, was it Dion Dublin? Yeah, could have been Dion, actually, yeah. Mm. Good shout.
1: Darren, hey, uh, this, this is, this
2: is going to bug me, you know that, don't you? What, what are your memories of him, Dave? Um,
3: a great hope to start with, mm. you know, thinking that um, this could be the new Heskey, mm-hmm. whatever, and then just amazed how he could have been signed for us. Um, <laughs> you know, again, it. it Bit of an Aki by in a way, when not he? Really, I suppose. um You know, he looked looked the part, but just had no control. Mm. You know, get get one on one, you just put your hands in your head, in your hands, and think. Yeah, no. he was
2: one of those players, anyway he? Where it, it, his second touch was a tackle. Yeah, um, yeah.
3: Um, it just just I just, just, seem just, to just. I can't just...
2: remember him. Yeah, you know, I just remember you. You just watched with frustration.
3: Yeah, yeah, and. and We seem to go through a phase like that, where we have these guys that we spent a lot of money on, um, without actually seeing if they're any good.
2: I I mean, mean, I mean, you know, it's it's, it's no fault of his, but I mean, he he didn't have two decent eyes, did he? For the no, no, for a for a striker, and and as you say, he came in with all this sort of uh, pomp, and he and he looked, he had all the attributes at that time when you wanted a. A big barrelling striker, you know, to not send Harvest around. He, mm. he looked the part, but sadly, when it came to football, it just wasn't. Yeah, he, I mean, you could see at that level. Him
3: and Claridge, or him and um, Dion Dublin up front, are quite scary. Yeah. Uh, but when he came to us, I don't know who he played up front with. If if he did, he wouldn't have played one up front in those days, would we? I would have um, thought so. No, no. I yeah. think he was up there with him at the time, but it, it was it was pretty awful.
2: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's just again, he, you know, his, his just touch was 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 shocking, uh, to be honest. So,
0: yeah. So I we, at is, least we've at
2: least we've given uh, we've given Chris a decision to make. Yeah. You have, you have,
1: um, and I can't find who it, who it was to be honest with you, but mm. I'm sure that they sold another striker. And we got Trevor Benjamin, and I think you know we got the the, the bad deal. Mm. Um, it said Brazil, but I'm not sure if it was the um, the Mr. Brazil or not. Ooh, that no. was there, they've had some. after what? They've had some uh, some fair players. Um, there's a couple that I'm I'm going to sort of say that you haven't included that I mm. thought some of you might do, um, and that. Was well. Let me name. Let me name two for you here. Elvis Hammond. Um, I mean, with a name like that, you couldn't wait for him to leave the stadium, <laughs> could you?
3: Yeah.
1: Um. I mean, he was all legs, wasn't he? He could. He could. He could tackle himself. You know. Mm. Yeah, my course-
3: son-in-law loved him at Fulham. Yeah.
1: He did?
3: My son-in-law, Fulham. Oh, support, he he did. Oh,
1: well, he loved
3: bird, him. He said that he was brilliant there.
1: And that was I think I guess in a way, were they, I presume they were in like the second tier, were they at the time?
3: And I'm sure I saw him play for yeah. he play for Leatherhead as well for a short time at the end. Yeah. Sure he did. But yeah, Leicester, you're right. There's nothing yeah. Yeah. too special. And of course
1: there. his well, That's this was so the Craig yeah. Levine year, so you can literally go through the whole team, couldn't you? Starting yeah. with Rob Douglas, who never got yeah. a bit at the start, we forgot about him. But Mark
2: DeVries. Oh, yes. Mm. See, Mark De Vries just gets off the hook for, for scoring that late winner against Spurs in the cup. Well, I mean, that was on his
1: one saving grace, wasn't it? I was um, quite
3: excited about him at first, you know. Mm. I well, thought, he, again, yeah. he came
1: down with a good reputation because yeah. he'd been knocking him in at hearts, hadn't he, under yeah. Craig Levine. And yeah. you think, you know, he's got something about him. But like, you know, we said, um Frank McClintock filled us full of... um londoners craig yeah. levine filled us full of scottish players and uh yeah they're not always the best are they well you
3: think he would have spared us the keeper wouldn't you <laughs> Rob Douglas actually he should have probably been on the list but yeah. Uh,
1: yeah well oh this is actually um i mean trevor benjamin my god do you know how many Clubs he's had, and I mean, he played for England one game. So that was when that picture was taken. He yeah. played one game for the England under twenty ones, and after that, he changed to Jamaica. Maybe he realised that his time with England wasn't going to be great. He played one game for England, didn't score. Played two for Jamaica and didn't score. Um Now let me just go through this. Are you sitting comfortably? <laughs> then I will begin Now this can I just say This makes Junior Lewis's set of golf clubs Look absolutely minute Cambridge United And then went to Leicester City 81, I mean in, when he was at Cambridge He had 123 games and he only scored 37 goals so you couldn't call him prolific Okay. 81 games For us, 15 goals While he was with us he was loaned out To Palace, Norwich, West Brom, Gillingham Washington and Diamonds, Brighton And Northampton we then sold him to Northampton, where he played one game, no goals. They then sold him to Coventry City, where he played twelve games, one goal. He then moved to Peterbury United. Uh, that was all that was all in one year, the last three. Peterbury United, forty seven games, eight goals. And while he was at Peterbury, he went on loan to Watford, Twindon, Boston and Walsall before moving to Hereford, where well, he was actually quite prolific. He got got 12 goals in 34 games. And then after Hereford, he went to Gainsborough Trinity, Northwich, Victoria, River Town, Wellington Town, Kidsgrove Avenue, Tamworth, Harrogate Town, Woking, Sunshine George Cross, Beddington Terriers. And while he was at Beddington Terriers, he went out on loan to (laughs) Wroxham, and Town. Anybody keeping count here, by the way? And then he ended up at Morpeth Town, where he didn't even actually get a game. Um, and apparently, they're based in Northumbria, if anybody mm.
2: is. If you're playing it. for Beddington and they're sending you out on loan, then. Uh, <laughs> well,
1: yeah. In fairness. Right. You know, when, he went out, when he went out from Peterborough on loan, that was within two years 2006, 2007. He had four loans. When he was at Leicester, he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven loans from two thousand and one to
2: two thousand and four. And I think you know, it says a lot if nobody wanted to keep him.
1: Well, exactly. And when Peterborough loaned him out, that was from two thousand and five to two thousand and seven and four loans. Now four loans in two years is bad enough, but bloody hell. That that is a long list, isn't it?
3: You meet yeah. a lot of people, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I think I that, course. Driving, of course,
1: yeah. I we, we could be doing him a disservice here. He could actually <coughs> be on, you know, the police's, what do they call it? You it know, could be, the...
2: yeah. Witness Relocation Program. Witness yeah.
1: Relocation program. <laughs> <team>. yes. <laughs> that could be the excuse. You could um... spend your
2: whole year going back to
3: reunions, couldn't you? You'd yeah. be amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Can oh, you, you know we see those quizzes where it says, here's the name of the players, who is it? Yeah. You'd never get it, would you? We just like Trevor it. Benjamin. He did go into management as well, and that lasted no games. <laughs> Didn't look like. Um, anyway, well, he played Mexico at Filbert Street in the under twenty ones for England. Mm. But um, anyway, that might lead you to think where I am going with this one um it has to be uh, i've got to put Roger davis in <laughs> only because it was such an awful period for us um when he was in I, we we'd had we'd played like mexico we'd played like brazil and then we played like we got a Brazilian uh, <laughs> the season after. But, yes, but... I like I say, I know I know Benjamin was bad, but I think there was worse ones. And, unfortunately, Roger Davis, for me, was one of the worst ones. So, it's wild card time, and this is the decider. So, mm. we are going to go back to Craig first for this one, if that's all right with you, Craig. I wouldn't want to... Your wild card, and this could be anything to do, it's got to do with football. Um, I know Dave tried to put his wife in, but we didn't allow that, so we have got to stick with football. Hello, if you're there, this is
3: he's listening,
1: yeah, (laughs) he loves you, really. I'm only joking. Um, so Craig,
2: yeah, so a couple of things, a couple of things that didn't make it, um. Time-wasting. I hate time-wasting. Mm-hmm. Um, post-match interviews. Jesus. <laughs> We've got half-time. questions. Pal.
1: You really? must have been
2: really disappointed to lose that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and pundits. Jeez. Again. But this, this, this is a blight on football. And, you know, for particularly people of our age, you know, I think I'm I'm safe to say we're all in the same ballpark here. Um, It's absolutely disgraceful for me that footballers paid so much money, um, supposedly athletes, supposedly players who stick up for each other and are always there. To, to rally around anybody who's getting any kind of stick or whatever are quite happy to try and get fellow professionals booked or sent off by feigning injury. And this isn't just where, you know, they've felt a little tap on the ankle and have thrown themselves to the floor to try and win a penalty, which let's face it, all of this, all of this is cheating,
0: but it's yeah. like
2: legalized cheating that goes on in every single game that is played. And for me, VAR should be in uh, the referee's ear. When there's players rolling around, VAR can very quickly see if a player has been touched. And yes, if they get some kind of contact, you never know how bad it is, but there are plenty of instances where people are clearly not touched at all yet will roll around on the floor as if they've been hacked down or they've had a headbutt or God knows what. Um, and the new thing, I mean, for goodness sake, if you're under pressure in the box these days, all you've got to do is fall to the floor and hold your head. They'll stop the game instantly. I mean, it's happening a lot more now. But as you can tell by uh, raising my voice, I just absolutely hate it. Legalised cheating on the pitch feigning injury it should be stamped out var should get involved there should be yellow cards red cards bands after every game there's enough footage to look back at the game and find anybody who is cheating who should be done it's yeah. absolutely disgraceful and i hate it
1: terry says there um chris doing well look at the picture do you remember that picture i don't know if you remember the game the euros the italian mm. player went down like his leg was broken looking for a penalty, didn't get it. They went on and scored and he suddenly was recovered instantly. It is 100% cheating. Uh, It's this rolling about that that gets me. Um, I'm a great lover of ITV4 Big Match Revisited. Um, Yeah. Uh, and you look at some of those, well, A, I don't know how any football was played on some of those pitches, but you're looking Mm. at the tackles that go in. We'd be playing goalkeeper versus goalkeeper these days, you know, and I agree 100% with your comment that VAR should be used retrospectively. When you know a player has cheated, then, you know, we can get red cards rescinded, so why can't we actually dish out because I tell you what, if you started, and you've got me now because this is one of my pecs, <clears throat> but if you get me on um, on this topic, if if a player keeps getting red-carded mm. when he goes down and he's cheating, the managers would soon tomp it out because they'd be losing yeah. the players left, right and centre, mm. you know. Uh, I mean, Terry says they're uh, under-tried it um, – the first game with, 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 with Leicester. Uh was it an up and under
2: by any chance? Mm. Um, I'm, I'm oh, I'm saying, yeah, we've, we've got we've got players who'll do it, but it's be it's it's becoming normal. Yeah. And that's the that's the problem with it. It's becoming an accepted part of the game and it shouldn't be accepted.
1: I mean there are genuine mistakes. I think it was one game at the yesterday with guy was sent off or, or booked. And he, he, he was the one that was fouled. But there was no yes. VAR at the ground because mm. it was a lower league. Uh,
2: it's all Jürgen Klinsmann's fault, isn't it? <laughs> it's not. The, the only people to blame are referees. You know, it's like kids will get away with stuff as long as you allow them to get away with it. If referees and the lawmakers of this game allow players to get away with it they'll keep trying to get away with it. Is it the referees or is it
1: like we, you know, like we said, VAR, because the referee, let's be honest with you, like you say, holding your head, you've got to think, you know, you've got to stop the game.
2: Yeah. You have to. No, I, I, yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Look, the lawmakers and mm. and those people, the PGMOL or whoever it is, whatever acronym they want to go, um, they want to use at the time. Should be getting at these are the real things that annoy most football fans, not the stuff that they bang on about after a game. Why don't the pundits start calling these players out instead of just saying, Oh, yeah, he, he didn't, he, he felt the touch, so he went down, and then they move on and analyze to death the fact that somebody wasn't marking someone at a corner or whatever. Start calling these players out for what they are cheats.
1: Well and I quite simply have to say use V A R for that purpose. And exactly you can look back and you can tell and you can yeah. re- retrospective if you if you're caught doing it, give a red card. Like I say, the managers will soon, soon clamp it down. Yeah. But it's very good, well very well, very well put across. Um Dave actually his wild card ties in very nicely with what we've just been talking about, Dave.
3: Yeah yeah um i mean i agree 100 percent with craig i think it's disgraceful and the other thing i would book players for is wagging their pretend card yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, i find that despicable um childish and, and just pathetic but var i'm a cricket fan and it works well um it's a great concept it's just badly managed by referees who are inconsistent, incompetent, and very picky? How many? You know, you've got a, you've got a load of machines in a room with what half a dozen people looking at it. Supposed referees, um, you've got the head of the referees section who who oversees it, and they still get it wrong. They still get it wrong. I don't know whether you remember. I mean, at the Brighton match, the away game, Brighton had a goal disallowed, and. We didn't actually, well, we saw the VAR on the screen, I think, but it was like nothing. And it had been five minutes for nothing happening before they disallowed the goal. And even all the Leicester fans were saying, look, look, this has gone on too long. If it's that difficult, it must be a goal. There can't be any reason, any sort of doubt that, you know, it's beyond reasonable doubt, isn't it? That's what it should be, It's to correct a, an obvious error. Yeah. That was not. That was clearly not an obvious error. So it should have been a goal.
1: Do um, you think, I mean, during the World Cup, there was 10 officials well, per game? Know, it doesn't matter how many there are, Chris, if they're shit.
3: Exactly. That's, no, that's what
1: I'm saying. Do we need 10 we're going to what do you think? What do you think? I mean, there was an well, assistant to the assistant supervisor. I mean, how many assistants do you need?
3: Well, I'm a little bit with Paul Merson on this, you know, ex-pros. You know, pros, when you play the game, you know, when somebody's Mm. dived, you know, when they're feigning injury, you know, when Mm. they think they've been headbutted, but it actually hit their chest or something. Or, you know, you you can see that. So why can't VAR see that? Um, The people running it don't seem to know the rules unless they've changed. And I don't know them. Um, they change
1: every year, don't they? When no did the problem. when
3: did the sleeve come in for not handball, and has it gone out again? Because that handball is a is a mystery to me. Mm. Um, and when did it start or stop? When you, if you can't score with it, you can't play anybody on side, or you can't be offside with it, because that changes to to each game as well. Um, accidental handball is, you know, has to be deliberate. The, the rules still say, as far as I'm aware. It has to be deliberate. Well, that doesn't work anymore. Um, they're thinking up new rules to give reasons to give penalties or not to. You, you can't hold people on corners. Well, how many times do you see shirts being pulled and stuff? No, referees do nothing. VAR doesn't see it because it's not a, an obvious error. I mean, you can go on forever about it, but at the end of the day, it's these clowns that officiate our game that are ruining it, and these are the clowns that are running VAR. Now, I hate a goal being scored, and then you, you don't know whether to celebrate. You you know you go up instinctively, but oh, VARs! Oh God, here we go again. And then when it's given, it's not the same. They've ruined the game, uh, and it's not the mechanics of it so much as the people doing it. Um, and. I mean, I don't know, let's look at Arteta. How's he allowed to run down the pitch like a madman when I see managers at uh, at our place being told to stand in their technical area? That guy's never stood in his technical area, ever. I know he's been fined and warned and booked and whatever, but he gets away with it, and he still gets away with it. Um, well, VAR is there to correct the wrongs of the game. Now, if the fifth official, fourth official, sorry, can't see it, then the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth should. But it's not, remember, it's
1: not working. Do you remember Craig in the World Cup? We were doing one of the games. It was, I think, it was Holland versus somebody, and uh, they, they seemed to taking ages over the decision. But we looked at that and we saw what the you know the, the officials were looking at, and yeah. we couldn't agree on
2: it, could we? No, no. I think that's it. This is the tricky thing with VAR, isn't it? It is. Is it is it VAR or is it the officials? You know, we, and and that's where it becomes a grey area because if we were all in charge of VAR, we'd probably do a very much better job, uh, much quicker as well. Uh, for me, on, on VAR, there should be like a, a, a ten-second rule. If you can't yeah. tell within ten seconds, yeah. then yeah. that's it. Yeah. You just go with what's happened. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. I think it's annoying there, there are so many things that are annoying about the modern game. Yeah, um, yeah. that we could we could all have a, a list of ten. I'm sure
1: it isn't I'm, a contact sport anymore. Um, no. I, I had written down time limit, and, and I think yeah. you quite, if you can't decide in that time limit, then it isn't clear and obvious.
3: Yeah, yeah. that's
1: right. I you were, you you acted again in a way you were talking to the converted there, Dave,
2: because. Mm
1: ex-players that once you get i mean i was watching um uh the, before we came live um the game for the the west ham derby game on sky sports news because it had a the transfer uh, show on and what's rio ferdinand's brother anton ferdinand i think it was they had in well to be totally honest with you he couldn't string two words together <laughs> And there he was, trying to tell us about this game. And at one point, this guy, one of the other presenters, and of course they're they're you know professionals, they know what they're doing. He turned around and said, "Oh, is it a boring game?" And yeah. I, I and I thought I thought well, that was a bit cutting because I think I think you're you're going because he he, he was bored, boring everybody else listening yeah. to his voice monotonously go on. But once you get past the so-called say, championship and Premier League players that retire and will go into punditry. Hmm. The lower divisions, they're, they're oh, and the likes of a lot sort of like you know Steve Linex, he's now you know um, painter and decorator. Um, hmm. uh, Julian Watts, he's um, now works in finance. Hmm. And I remember having this conversation. A, I don't think play a man a referee, sorry. Can judge other referees. It's like yeah. asking you, 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 your best friend, because you're going to meet that person too. two you Why the bloody hell did you say I'd got that one wrong? And we all look at the playoff final last season, of this field against Forest, and we know you know John Moss had his best must have had his best friend in the VAR. Um Beautiful. but referees have never played the game, or very few of them have ever played the game itself. And like you said, an ex player he'll look at that and he'll go, yeah. He didn't mean that. No, mm. will know straight away, you know. Mm. Or it would say, so like, yeah, he's trying to pull one over there. So let's get ex-players on, and let's not have referees judging their, themselves. But the big question, and I agree with that bit 100%, the big question for me is, obviously, they've got it in cricket, they've got it in tennis, and we all know, that, you know, it, it took tennis a few years to get it right, but we're a few years into this now, is... Is the VAR just not workable with the game of football? And what I mean by that is, Dave, do we need to change the rules to make VAR work? Because VAR doesn't seem to work with the rules as they are at the moment.
3: Well, I'm not sure what the rules are, Chris. This is my point, that the rules have changed. The sleeve thing is a classic. and We had a goal scored against us a couple of years ago, was it? Off, Off his arm. But it was above the sleeve level. That was the first I'd ever heard of that. Craig Dawson. Yeah, that's it. I'd never heard of that. I'm sure it must have come in. Perhaps I wasn't paying attention. But, you know, and then suddenly no pushing and shoving in the box. And then there's pushing and shoving. Mm -hmm. Um, Then there's the second phase and all this crap, you know. Just stick to the rules. And if there's a clear error, go against the referee and say, look, you made a mistake, mate. Go back and sort it out. Mm. You know, if a player's dived in the box or grass his head, or, and also, Craig, what you said earlier about head injuries in the box, I'd send mm. them off for ten minutes. You got a head injury, yep. automatically yep. off the yep. pitch for ten minutes. If you're feigning it, well, unlucky. Mm. And if you're not, well, you know, unlucky. But
1: yeah, as long as I've known you, Dave, I think that's one of the most sensible things you've ever said.
3: Ah, oh, cheers, mate. <laughs> um, you're welcome. <laughs> But, but I just think that beyond reasonable doubt or benefit of the doubt, call it what you like, um, if you're not sure, as you say, within a short period of time, then how can you make a decision? Because you could get four people looking at one thing at different angles and it, they'd all disagree. So yeah. therefore, there's no clear
1: and obvious error. Indeed, let me just raise my chair again. Mm-hmm. It, it seems to go, <laughs> I'm obviously weighing too much because it tends to go down during the show.
2: No. Uh, yeah, so you're so ready, ready to pronounce judgment.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this really is a difficult one because I have spoken out on both of these, you know. Uh, I don't think VAR for me is fit for purpose at all. Um, like I say, I think, you know, it needs to actually be sat down with the rule makers and then get together and say right well, this is what we need to do you know um and I don't think that will ever happen and we do need like you say ex-players as well Julian Watt said he would love to go down and, and and be a VAR referee at some of these grounds you know uh and then as well with VA oh, excuse me with um I mean the Wrexham game yesterday against uh, Sheffield United no VAR because it's obviously a lower league team. And yet, chef, you know, a game that has played at Tottenham would have, I know they were away, but would have VAR. So that's totally unfair as well. You either got to have it for every yeah. game in a competition or no games in the competition. Players feigning injury. I mean, I, I, I was kind of a little bit tongue-in-cheek when I said about Jürgen Klinsmann, but obviously he was he was known for his diving. Yeah. But it is cheating. There's no two ways about it, you know. And like I say, that picture that I put up for, for the player, with the, that Italian sums it up. And I honestly think that if the, you know, lawmakers grew a pair of balls and, and said, right, we're going to stomp this out. I mean, join the World Cup they were forever going in and talking to them about pulling and holding in the area, you hmm. know, every, every corner, every free kick seemed to be taken a, a, a lifetime to take as we we're doing that. Um, they said, you waste time. It's added on. And that's, you know, hmm. we were getting 10 minutes of injury time, but, or, or extra time. fair enough, because if you've been wasting time,
0: hmm.
1: yeah. So, you know, hopefully that would cut that out. Um, thing is we need var this is the difficulty for me because i think if we go for the players then we would need var to enforce that because we need to go back but var is there and it can be used and it should be used retrospectively and like can you imagine brian clough if one Mm of his, his players kept getting sent off for diving he would go mad. I'll tell you something, if, if oh, I'm not saying Haaland's a dive. Well, Kane, we know Kane likes to dive, you know. Uh, it's his favourite um, <laughs> swimming sport, isn't it? Um, but if he started to suddenly retrospectively get uh, red cars, Conte would be going absolutely mad, wouldn't he? Mm. Yeah.
0: Know?
1: So it, this really is a difficult one for me because, like I say, they both – I've spoken out on both of these these topics. Um, VAR, though, well, players feigning, like I say, it is pure cheating. That's all it is. And I don't like it, you know, if Jamie Vardy does it. I mean, how many penalties did he buy in a championship-winning team in season if we are honest? <laughs> um, VAR is more sort of... It's the people that run it, you know. Which I get. For me, I feel. I feel like um, Alan Sugar here. I have, for me, I have made a decision. Uh, you, you're fired. No, I am going to go for players feigning injury, simply because it is cheating. He's mm-hmm. cheating.
3: I'll um, argue with that.
1: You know, and managers again. Managers should go a pair and say to the players, "Don't you bloody do that." And the only way to get mm-hmm. them to do that would be to, like I say, get them sent off retrospectively. And I think it gets stopped.
3: And going back to another thing that you mentioned about um, pundits, they say, "Yeah, he's entitled to go down no. in the box." I mean, no. what does no, that? Not. What does that say to everybody? Hmm. Really, that just says you're entitled to cheat if yeah. somebody touches you.
2: I mean, it should be enough force to put you on the floor. Not, yeah, not. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I felt him brush against me. Therefore, I have every yeah. right to throw myself to the
3: floor. You know what, Craig? In games, teams I've played in, if you did that your mates
2: to take the piss out exactly I, i've always said that your own players yeah. would have a go at you yeah yeah yeah
1: i've got to say dave who who was your pundit that you actually put forward carriger. carriger that was it who would you have put forward craig
2: uh jamie redknapp oh yeah to, to be honest that would have been a very difficult one again. Yeah. To, I, t- t- I rarely, rarely hear any of them give any analysis that is actually interesting or something that we haven't seen ourselves. You know, mm. just talking about the bloody obvious. I will give one shout out to Jermaine Janice a couple of weeks ago um, when we played Brighton and he did the summary of it and he talked about how... The fact that we were getting too drawn back, and and he pinpointed Jamie Vardy dropping twenty yeah. yards further back yeah. than he should have done, and that allowed them to push forward. I thought, well, that was that was interesting. I, I watched the game. I was there. I didn't really pick up on it, but you've got a pro there who's actually analysed the game and seen something that maybe we didn't. So fair play to him. But the majority of them. You know, just it's absolutely pointless. Let's be honest
1: with you, half time and full time. Full time I turn off and or turn over right. and watch yeah. something else. Right. Half time I'm watering the plants or getting yeah. a drink or whatever. Um, it, it's i um, and to be honest with you, I always try and watch match of the day now on catch up because I can fast yeah.
2: forward. Exactly what I food. do.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've no idea who I would have gone with that one. That would have been very, very difficult. And either have you gone for Michael Owen. Then that would be an easy decision for me, gentlemen. Well, congratulations to Craig, the first winner. Bad luck, Dave, but you put up some good arguments. It was a lot harder than I thought it was mm. going to be. Uh, as I thought, when you came up with VAR, I thought that's that's it. You know that. <laughs> you know. um, no, thank you. I hope you enjoyed doing it. Um, yeah, good fun. It was good
3: nice, fun. nice to be on with you, Craig. Good stuff. On yeah, you too, Dave. Thank,
1: thank you. you. Um, we might have to do another one then.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: Craig. I will see you
2: on Thursday
1: if you are free for the preview.
2: I think so. I'll let you know if I'm not.
1: Yeah, we've got a Villa fan coming on, so um, managed to Ooh. sort one out. But all the best, Craig. Thank you very much, and all the best to your family. Uh, are you going? It's, well, it's away, isn't it, this weekend? So... Yeah, I'll be
2: there though. I will be there. Oh, you going away! Wow. Well, enjoy it's little, it. It's a little little birthday treat for me.
1: Oh, oh! When's it your birthday?
2: Saturday. This well, coming perfect. Saturday. Yeah. You
1: kept that very quiet.
3: Three points. Yeah, that would be a very <laughs> so, nice gift.
1: Have a word with Brendan. <laughs> Just look, you know. It, it, well, I've said that we haven't really managed, managed many. Well, mm. I think you deserve this.
0: Have a happy birthday from us to you.
2: Oh, I miss Radio Luxembourg. <laughs> yeah, <right.
1: laughs> Have a good one, mate. All the best. Cheers. See you Thanks. Soon. Cheers, Dave. Cheers, Chris. Bye, everyone. Bye, bye, mate. bye mate. Um, Dave, where can people find you? You're going to be doing this prog rock show.
3: Yeah, that's coming up. Actually, that might be coming up um, a no, week on Saturday. Week on Saturday.
1: Saturday.
3: Surreyhillsradio.co.uk. Yeah. Six listen o'clock,
1: out for it. listen out for it. I think um, I'll be at the Spurs
3: game, so I won't yeah. be listening to it. But oh no, it's no, it's this Saturday, Villa. Sorry, it's the fourth, yeah, isn't yeah. It?
1: Villa's this oh, Saturday. It's yes. February already. I, I know, so wow. it's our age, time just flies when you're our age. Yeah. I know, Deadline day for tomorrow, it's going to be interesting. We we'll put an offer in apparently for this uh suitor. Whether we get him or not, we will see.
3: I, I should be listening. I'm. I'm having a mate round to do a deadline party because my, my wife's out. Um, what day is it tomorrow? Oh, a band. Plays. She plays in a band, so. Right. Um, I'll be uh, I'll be sitting here with you on, and the telly on low, and uh, see what happens. Fingers we crossed. Going
1: on. live from six o'clock.
3: He's a Saints fan, so. Oh uh, Be interesting. Yeah.
1: To ask him if he wants Vestergaard back.
3: And I the have. Many answer times. To
1: that is no. It's know. the
3: same same answer every time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> we'll throw Bertrand in for you as well. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, catch us tomorrow. Thank you very much, Dave. Yeah. Well, I really enjoyed that show. That was yeah. Great.
3: Well, well done tonight, mate. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you very now, much. Now we
1: haven't got. because, Dave? You normally join me on Friday mm-hmm. at nine. There's no show this week because okay. of deadline day tomorrow right um on friday we're having to do the prediction show
3: okay that's uh the third isn't it
1: that's the third yeah yeah uh, and david i'm doing an interview with david Connolly on wednesday the first so that's why i can't fit it in there either so it will be back again the week after all right mate On that, brilliant uh but thanks for doing that we'll have to do this one again with some different yep. topics all the best, Dave. Take care, oh, buddy. And again, so and again, not one H in the middle of it all. <laughs> Talking of which, did you ever watch Line of Duty? Yes, I did, yeah. You not me. H, were you? It wasn't me. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. And <Was> it- <laughs> uh, <I laughs> just, really, I just worked that out now, yeah Mother-, Mother
3: Mary Joseph and the wee donkey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: take care mate all the best you too pal cheers, cheers. bye 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 oh uh, thanks to dave there uh and and this dave who has been listening good evening to you um terry says gotta go that was different <laughs> hey this is a the thing they're trying to come up with something different and um, told you bro says good night uh all enjoyed the show tomorrow it's the big one it's the transfer deadline day guess what we're doing this coming up next on Leicester till i die tv it is six o'clock tomorrow possibly earlier but definitely i think by six we will be doing the um transfer deadline day show got different people popping in to uh join me throughout the night um so I will see you then and let's fingers crossed for a couple of extra sign-ins. Harrison, Harry Suter, get in. Get in. I hope you've enjoyed the show today. A little bit different, like I say, and a little bit of fun as well. And I will see you tomorrow night at six o'clock. Good night, take care, stay safe. This podcast
0: is proud to be part of the Talk Sports Fan Network. Talk sports powered by fans. watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back.
2: Lester Till I Die TV. They think it's all over.
0: The Talksport fan network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
1: It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk sport Powered by fans.